0: Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp into our feet
1: and a light into
0: our path. Now here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom and this is Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. And it's the 21st day of February 2020. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central West Virginia. I'm going to continue on today in the book of John. I'm going to go to chapter 15, beginning with verse 11. Talking about the, the hatred of the world. Or how the world hates Jesus. And Jesus said, because that they hate him also hate you that being a christian is not the most popular thing in the world according to the trends of the time and according to what the word of god says so let's go to prayer precious heavenly father we thank you lord for this opportunity to expound your word that word as you said will never come back void but it'll do that what you sent it to do and what you said in your word we're persecuted for the word's sake that the word of God is the, uh, the final authority of all things. We declare that today because, Lord, we read it and we know that it is your word. <clears throat> that it lays out, Lord, the plan for man, the plan for man's future and the future and what's going to happen in the future. And Lord, we know this world or this age is coming to an end. But your word will forever stand. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. John chapter 15. Beginning with verse 11, Jesus still speaking to his disciples, warning them, telling them, preparing them. He was about to be crucified. One of the most, uh, one of the darkest times in the lives of these men, uh, that it, it caused a lot of problems in their lives. Uh, you know, you know, most of them fled except for John. And um, there was turmoil. It's like that which goes on in our lives. But Jesus lays it out in the word of God. And these words are not only for them, but these words are for us. And he tells us the climate or the atmosphere, especially in the last days in which we live. Um, how men that have not received Christ, approach Christianity or what their thoughts are or their attitude towards Christianity. And uh, the bottom line is that Jesus is Lord and he's coming, and nothing or nobody, no government, no power, no entity, no dominion, on high or below or in between, is going to stop. The move of God and what, and what God has laid out, the Bible declares from the foundation of the world that Jesus Christ was crucified. The plan of salvation was already in the mind of God before me and you were ever thought of. Or before anything ever hung in the sky or anything we see around and about us was created, the plan of God was the plan of God. And it will be fulfilled. Every T will be crossed. Every eye will be dotted. There will be a period at the end of every sentence. The word of God. Some has been fulfilled and some has not. But every word will be fulfilled. So Jesus said concerning the world. He just got through spoken to, speaking to them about being the vine. We talked about that last week or I think it was last week. Now he's going to speak concerning how do we need the joy of the Lord. How that uh, I can remember uh coming back to the Lord at the age of twenty four. And uh, then I thought, man, this is the greatest thing ever. You know, everybody's gonna receive it, everybody's gonna be fine with it, you know, and uh, this is gonna be just great. Well, you know, I found out uh, not not too many days hence that uh, uh that there's a a a uh a I'm gonna use the word animosity towards Christians. Um that they aren't liked, and and even in the church, there's confusion and and, and sometimes chaos. That uh, well, everybody sees eye to eye, even in the church, and it's, you know, it's the the trend of the world, the trend of the world, and because the world and the world system hates God, hates the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So he said in John 15 verse 11, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. He speaks of joy. In John 17, 13, he says, and now come I to thee that these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. In Romans 15, 29, and I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel. Of Christ this is Paul speaking to the Romans the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ see serving God according to the Word of God there's joy there's joy the Bible says in peace in the Holy Ghost and what that is although there's chaos and there's uh, <clears throat> the Bible declares you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. In the world, you will have tribulation, and the as I use the term before, animosity towards Christians is there. But it's that blessed assurance, it's that confidence that we have, and who we are in Christ. That although we're jolted and and uh, pressures come into our lives. And things we don't understand comes upon us. And sometimes our faith, to be honest, tries to be moved and is moved at times. We have faith sometimes of lesser degrees. But yet if we know Jesus Christ, there's a blessed hope. The Bible declares that hope is the anchor of the soul. That we believe this word. And our joy is complete. Or we have a complete confidence what jesus christ said in these words. paul said i'm persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of god he said that which i commit unto him he is able to keep against that day and paul certainly certainly went through trials and tests but he had an unshaken confidence in christ and what he said that his word was able to save him and keep him that present hour and also preserve him in the future. The Bible says we are, we are sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. In the book, the book of Nehemiah chapter 8, and this is after uh, uh, the word of God says that Ezra, the one that restored the priesthood, read the law to the people uh, in in that particular Nehemiah 8.10 then he said unto them go your way eat the fat drink the sweet send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared For for this day is holy unto our Lord neither be ye sorry listen for the joy of the Lord capital O I'm sorry, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which means Jehovah, the Eternal One, is your, that our foundation is on the eternal, everlasting being of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We sang this song in the church for years. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Is that in our strength? Because we can be moved very easily. You know, we're, we're not all that in a bag of chips. And we need the strength of the Lord and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Okay, verse 12. This is my commandment. Listen now. That you what? Love one another as I have loved you. Wow. The Bible says perfect love cast out all fear. So what he's saying here is that the gospel, the gospel is what? Setting on the foundation of love. And that word love there, that particular is, is agape, which means unconditional. That means you even love those. <laughs> wow. I just preached me as a kid over and over and over again those that despitefully use you or don't particularly care for you, you love your enemies and can you do that in yourself? Certainly not. It takes the joy of the Lord and the strength of the Lord. It takes the power of the Holy Ghost to do such a thing. See we are not going to make unless we re- we rely on the Spirit of God not by power, not by might He told who's removable. He was trying to build the temple, and he got it done after much opposition. Not by power, not by might, but by my what? Spirit, saith the Lord. So his spirit is your strength. He's the one that dwells on the inside of you. That's why we don't cave in. We're not empty. Jesus called the Pharisees. He saw them empty septicers. They look good on the outside, a great Appearance as being what religious and pious, but yet on the inside he called them dead men's bones or empty scepter. In other words, they did not have the Spirit of God on the inside of them. In Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment. Show mercy and compassion every man to his brother. And the gospel is love, for God so what? Love the world. The world doesn't, I see no stalls or separations there. He died for every individual that was ever born. Come on. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay, verse 13, John 15, 13. He goes on and expands on this. Greater love hath no man. And this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. This is exactly what Christ is doing. And we're included in that. We're a friend of God because we receive Jesus Christ. We are reconciled to God because of Jesus Christ. He is the mediator, the go-between, the goel, the kinsman redeemer. This portrays the cross as it is obvious. Greater have no man. Better love no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. They hated him. Yet on the cross, he looked down and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is the perfect love of Jesus Christ. And that perfect love, even today, cast out all fear. Romans 8.35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. Nothing. He's asking the question, what what's going to separate? What can possibly separate us? What 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 can possibly happen? So Jesus said, Ye are my friends in verse fourteen. Ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. So this is the condition of being a friend. Everything that God says has an if. If you serve me, you shall not die and eat the good of the land. He gives all the curses in, I think it's Deuteronomy chapter 28, and all the blessings. And everything's conditional. We have a part to play, yes. You know, we just don't stand back. there. are they're, they're there's a part of us that needs to yield. The Bible says, give unto yourself as a living sacrifice, which is and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. We act upon the love gift of God. We receive him. We repent. We confess with our mouth. We believe in our heart. And we are in position. We cannot be a friend of God unless we receive Jesus Christ. And if you don't, you, you, listen, if, if you reject the gospel, just the plain truth, you're an enemy of Christ. You're an enemy of God. According to what the Word of God says. Well, I know God, do you? If you don't know Jesus Christ, then you don't know God. Well, the God that I know, well, there's many gods. There's many little g gods, pseudo, false. But to know Jehovah to know the self-existent, eternal one, you must know Jesus Christ. To be reconciled to this God, the God, the Lord, then you must know Christ. That's the plan of salvation. And then Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. We talked like, I'm the vine. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No man comes to the Father except it be through me. It's got to be through him. It's all about him. It's all about him. John 15:15, 15, 15, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my father, I made known unto you. Wow. this is a revelation of who Jesus Christ is. The Bible says in Romans 8:17 and if and, and children then heirs. Heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. If so be he that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together, be also glorified together. See, there, there, there's a relationship. It's not with the church or, or a preacher or a, a, a movement or a denomination. That's with Christ. See, there's only, listen to me, one church. I know in the world you see a lot of names, a lot of stalls, a lot of compartments. I don't read that in the Bible. I don't read that in the Bible. You see a lot of doctrines. You see a lot of people stand up today and say, if you don't do it our way, I've had people tell me, if you don't do it my way or our way or my church's way, then you're going to hell. Well, I don't believe that. I don't read that in the Word of God. When Paul was saved, and after Ananias come and prayed for him and his eyes were opened, the Bible says he did not go to consort or, or talk to the original apostles. He went to Arabia, and the Spirit of God gave him most of the New Testament. Inspired Word of God gave him the plan of justification by faith, which is laid out in the Book of Romans. Actually, laid out in the Old Testament. Abraham believed God and was accounted unto him for righteousness. So we're heirs because we're not certain. Now, now we are servants. Paul and sometimes Peter would open up their letters with a bond servant of Jesus Christ. And that's one that chooses to serve. Everybody chooses, it's not mandatory. That you receive Christ. uh, Praise God. It is if you want to know God. It is if you don't want to go to hell. But it's still your choice. Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. Romans 15 and 16. Listen. Listen. You've not chosen me, but I've chosen you. You're not done. And I ordained you that you should go and bring forth what? Fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you or will give it to you. There again we have going back to the vine. If we are branches of the vine, then we will be fruit bearing. We talked about that last week. But if we're not, and the Bible says the ax is laid to the root. And if we are, even then we're pruned. God does things in our lives to get rid of the deadness and, and the stuff on us that won't live. <laughs> with, with the garbage sometimes that we carry around on us, he knows what what's alive in us and what's not. He knows what we have need of and what we don't have need of. He knows what we should be involved in and what we should not be involved in. The Bible says, the footsteps of a righteous man, woman, boy, girl, is ordered of the Lord. And that's not our righteousness, but his. You've not chosen me. Okay. What did God say to Jeremiah? I knew you before, 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 before you was in your mother's womb. So he says, you've got to be fruit-bearing. And he's preparing them, actually preparing them for, for Acts, the day of Pentecost, when the outpouring of the Spirit and the New Testament church begins. And the New Testament church, he hasn't cut anything off since then, okay? He's still working miracles. The five-fold ministry is still operating in the church. And I might mention that there again, he chooses who operates in what part of that powerful. Men do not call themselves men that are called of themselves or of other men, just to be honest, are not of God. The calling of God. I have chosen you. The offer of Christ is universal for everybody. But according to the word of God, the fivefold and the spiritual gifts, now the fruit of the spirit for everybody. And the spiritual gifts are for everybody, but it's God who implements them and gives them according to what he wants structured in the house of God. And the spiritual gifts are always for the edification of the body and to lift up Jesus Christ. He says, when I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. And by the way, they're to operate in decency and in order. they'll never move to cause confusion. where there's confusion. The authority's not there. The author of confusion is Satan. but the one that that uh, brings order to our lives is the Holy Spirit, okay He does all things in decency and in order. And he'll do all things according to the word of God. Our pattern. He says, you've not chosen me, I've chosen you and ordained you. That you should go and bring forth fruit. That your fruit should remain. And whatsoever you shall ask of the father in my name, he may give it to you. Romans 7, 4 says, wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law. By the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Under who? Under God. What is that? That's first fruits. Was that not a uh, uh, a feast? Was that something that was celebrated and mandated in the Old Testament? Under the Levites? That we... Should bring forth fruit. So he's going back to what he said about being about about being connected to the true vine. In John fourteen thirteen, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Always, always bringing up that connection. Always stating, I can do nothing separate from my Father. I come to speak His word. I come to satisfy what He wants. The Bible says He come to fulfill the law. That God gave to Moses. Moses didn't write the Ten Commandments. He just brought them down off the mountain. Ten Commandments were written by the finger of God. According to the word of God. And then he says in verse 17. John 15 and 17. These things. I command unto you. Not a suggestion. A commandment. That ye. Bring it up again. Love one another. Hmm. How important is that? Well, so The house divided won't stand. Where there's contention, where there's problems, where there's situations. That's confusion. He's not the author of confusion. The church should be running as a well-oiled machine. It should be operating in the spirit and the power of God. The Holy Ghost should be the the, 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 the predominant figure in the church. It should be the catalyst. Come on. Should be, should, should be the orchestrator, the planner, the teacher, the leader. As men fall under the guidelines of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God. But see, Jesus said in the days in which we're living, there'll be rebels. And rebellions is a spirit of witchcraft. But he calls them false prophets. He calls them wolves that come in and look like sheep. But listen what he said. he said in John ten. He said, "For my sheep know my voice." Verse eighteen, John fifteen eighteen. Listen to what he says, "If the world and they do hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you." For we should not be surprised if the world hates us don't think it's strange don't think it peculiar that everybody doesn't love you and embrace you and receive christ the one you're trying to testify about or preach about or lift up not 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 everybody wants him and not everybody's going to receive him and there's going to be and and and, and as we see these days keep on going there's a a a uh, A greater hatred in the world, and I mean in every realm of life, from the top to the bottom, of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says iniquity shall abound, and the love of many shall grow cold. Okay? So don't be surprised if you're hated of the world. Don't be shocked. Because Jesus said, if the world hate you, you know that what? It hated me first or before it hated you. In Luke 6, 11, we see a scripture that talks about the hatred of Christ when he was here. And they were filled with madness. Wow. They were filled with madness, meanness. Just animosity huh? animosity towards Christ and communed one with another what they might do to Jesus how are they going to get rid of Jesus Christ well they killed him It didn't work three days later he rose from the grave and they're still not going to get rid of Christianity today it's going to stand because the head of the church rose from a grave and is the first fruits of death. See? So the the effort, which is going on today, stepped up, believe me, to stamp out Christianity is going to be stepped up. What did Jesus say? Upon this rock I shall build my church, not churches, not churches, my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against. It doesn't say that men will be martyred, because they will, and they are being. Are persecuted, they will, and they are being. In this world, you have tribulation. Be of good cheer if I will overcome the world. It's all through the Bible. It's in history. Okay? But when the smoke clears, my friend, there stands the King of Kings, and the Lord floors and those today that are clamming around doing the best that they can to shut down Christianity and maybe even shut down churches which they that's a plan I'm sure you're never going to shut it down you're never going to shut it down because he said I'm going to have a church without spot and without wrinkle Jesus Christ, listen to me, is order and chaos. He's the prince of peace. And the peace of God comes from being reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. In verse 19, John fifteen nineteen, if ye were of the world, So that means we're not. The world, listen, will love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Well, does it really mean that? Yes. Yes. He says if you're in the world, then the world will embrace you. Hmm. Wow. Wow. So who embraces a church that's in the world? Well, the world. If a church is preaching the gospel and truly preaching the gospel, and I'm not talking about doing the best you can to offend people and browbeating people, and, and uh, but I'm talking about preaching the gospel. At some point, it will offend. It will offend. The Bible says the cross. The cross under the Greeks was foolishness. But under the Jews, a stumbling block. If the church is making efforts, okay, to to bring the world in without change, okay, going to highways and byways and compelling them to come in. But that means to come in and receive Jesus Christ and let their lives be changed. But we cannot allow. The world's, I'm going to use the term doctrine or the system of the world, the Babylonian system, whatever you want to call it, the occult-like, okay? We can't allow that to influence the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the truth that Jesus preached, you see? So according to the Bible, the world and the church cannot, 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 cannot coexist. Matter of fact, he tells us to come out from among them. And this is not, listen, this is not religious pride and arrogance. Okay? This is survival. Because the Bible says in the last days that the world system will do the best it can to infiltrate the body of Christ. And it's doing it right now that we can adopt certain things of the world and integrate it into the gospel? No, 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 no. Well, that's just closed-mindedness or old-school, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But it is the Word of God. You see? And people will be led captive. They'll think, I'm serving God, but I get to do this, I get to do that, I can do the, you know. My preacher says, okay, to do this and to do that. It doesn't matter what man says. What does the word of God say? My pastor. I heard him say many, many times. People ask him a question. What's your opinion, brother? Well, it doesn't matter about my opinion. What does the word of God say? About it. That's, that's the final authority. Is what the word of God says. Well, it's an old book. It's out there. Really? It's still the best selling book in the world. And it'll never ever pass away because man did not write this book I'm holding in my hand. God inspired this word through the Holy Spirit. He says, We're not in the world. In John three nineteen, and this is the condemnation, listen condemnation what's well, what does romans 8 1 say for therefore there's no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus walking at the flesh but at the spirit and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world listen 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 john three nineteen. and men love darkness loved it embraced it rather than light because why their deeds are evil hmm We will raise it out. Lights come. Who's the light? All good gifts come from the Father. Lights, which is God the Father. He sent his only begotten Son, which is Jesus Christ. But yet, men love darkness. Okay? So, if they can form a religious system and drag darkness or the cloak of darkness into that system and call it a church, well, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. What entity do you think the false prophets going to operate over? The apostate church. Read the book of Jude about the apostates. Read the book of Peter, 1 Peter. And and also 2 Peter. Read these about the apostates. That's already here. Forming having a form of godliness but denying the power there. What's the power there? Of Jesus Christ. If you take Jesus Christ out of the equation, you have no church. And you put a name up there, you know, you can put a sign up there, you can build pews, you can put in stained glass windows, you can do anything you want to do. But if he's not in the center, if he's not in the center of that church of the Holy Spirit, then he is not a church. Romans twelve two. be not conformed of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hmm. So he says, don't be shaped by the world. Don't be conformed to the world. Don't be molded by the world. Be molded by the Holy Ghost. Titus 2.11. For the grace of God that bring salvation hath appeared to all men. Listen. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world or present age. Verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. We say the works no. With our works, faith is dead. James said that. It's coming a day we're going to be judged for our works. That's the judgment seat of Christ with the beam of seat. Zealous, wanting to good do good works, which does not purchase our salvation. Our, our salvation is, is believing in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Okay? Let us deny, deny, deny. Everybody understand what that word means? Ungodliness. Don't embrace it. Well, preacher, the Bible says to let the tares grow up with the wheat. It certainly does. It certainly does. And tares look like wheat, but there's coming a day because there's no substance in them that there will be... They'll be blown away on the chopping floor of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Think about that. We're going to separate the wheat from the chaff. The threshing floor. On the threshing floor. Now, it's laid out in the Word of God. See? But this kind of message today, this kind of teaching today, well, People think they're better. No, to God. We're all sinners saved by grace. Every, sin, every, every Christian struggles. Paul said, a wretched man than I am, who shall deliver me from his body of death? But he still teaches that sin shall not have dominion over your life. But, but not because of who we are or what we are, because of who he is and what he did. That we're justified by our faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work. That's our strength, that's our power. Not anything we we never we will never do enough and never can do enough to be saved or we'll be reconciled to God. Our righteousness is the filthy rags. Okay, verse 20, 1520. Remember the word that I said unto you the servant is not greater than the Lord, than his Lord. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. Hmm. We see here we see a distinct separation, okay? Separation between the church, this age or this world, this time. This is according to the word of God, the time of the Gentiles. This is what we call a dispensation a time when god dispenses his word his power in a certain way hebrews 1 says in the old testament that god spoke through the prophets but now he speaks through his son jesus christ john 13:16 verily verily i say unto you the servant is not greater than his lord neither is is he that is sent greater than he that sent him? John 16:2 says, They shall put you out of the synagogues, or the churches. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think he doeth God's service. Well, yeah, that, 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 that was the apostles who were martyred and killed. Yeah, well, that's still going on today, my friend. In the name of God, people are being killed. Romans twelve four bless them that persecute you bless and curse not wow that's Paul speaking now what did he go through think about this today Jesus is laying it out here what 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 is so prevalent in the in the world in which we live that there is a hatred of the world and the world system towards Christianity John fifteen twenty one. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake. Because they know not him that sent me. There's there's the kicker. They don't know him. I've heard people say, well, I've been baptized or I joined the church. That's good. That's all well and good. You should do that. But have have you been born again? Do you know Jesus Christ? In Acts 4-7, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power, by what name have you done this? This is in the book of Acts. Okay. This is after the day of Pentecost when the disciples, apostles moved into power of God Peter and John and Jane, all of them. And even on on into Paul and Silas. Acts four seventeen. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they should speak henceforth to no man in this name. They did not like the name of Jesus. It was messing with their party. You understand? So, for those that know Him, it's glorious. But those that don't know Him, it's offensive. Because they knew not Him that sent me. John 15 22. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak or excuse for this sin. Hmm. So the light was revealed, which read the scripture. But because men love darkness more than they love light, their cloak, stealth, they have no excuse. Now, they have to deal. You've got to deal with Jesus Christ now. He's pointed out what you have to do, what's sin, what's not sin. He, he's put, it, I mean, it's all laid out. What do you do about him? What do you do about the Son of God? What do you do about his crucifixion? What do you do about his resurrection? What do you do about the fact he's sitting at the right hand of the Father? What do you do about the fact he's coming soon? What do you do about the fact he's going to implement two judgments? Great judgments. Not, not, not the not including the ones that's going to be in the book or is going to come to pass that's written in Revelation. But the beam of seat, the judgment seat of Christ and the white throne. Jesus Christ is going to be the judge there. Okay? The glorified one. Either deal with him now in grace or deal with him later in wrath and judgment. That's the two choices. No, there's no in-between. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul wrote in Romans 1, verse 16, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it's the power of God and salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as written the just shall live by faith for the wrath of God. Verse 18. Listen, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness all ungodish and unrighteous of men who hold the truth in unrighteous, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them, or showed their deeds. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Listen. So when they knew God, listen, because they... When they knew God. Okay, this is Roman 1, verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. The foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools and changed the glory of the un- uncorruptible God into the image made unto the corruptible man, to birds and four footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections for even their women did change the natural use that was is against nature and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another men with men working that which is unseemly, receiving in themselves that recompense of this error which was met. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things that are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covenants, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing that the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. In other words, they embrace the darkness, embrace the sin. They know God, but because they choose not to retain him in their knowledge. And from what I read here, all these things, We'll be jump. You know, we'd like to point out certain sins in today's society, and God says they're an abomination, and they are. They are fornication, which covers every sexual sin that there is: homosexuality, bestiality, adultery, sex in marriage and outside of marriage. Yes, covers it all. Incest, whatever it might be. It's all covered. And the wrath of God is against those things. God cannot, cannot, cannot because of his nature abide in sin. John 15, 23. He that hateth me, hateth my father also. Mm. He that hateth me, hateth my father also. So anti-God and Anti-Christ. There might be those that knew him and that just don't want him. What did they cry to Pilate? We will not have this man rule over us. God help us today. God help us. John fifteen twenty four. If I had done among them the works which, which done other man, did they had not had sin, but now... They have both seen and hated both me and my father. In other words, their sins exposed. They've chosen the other direction. Okay, they they would rather embrace their religion than embrace Jesus Christ. So his teaching, his preaching, and miracle working—what everything he did—revealed who he was. He was the Son of God, and it made him mad. It made him mad. The Bible says they were mad. In madness, they moved against him. At the first martyr, Stephen, the Bible says, they gnashed. Listen, that's, not, that's not normal stuff. They gnashed on him with their teeth. There's another spirit involved there. John fifteen twenty five. But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without cause. They hated me without cause. He come to save, to deliver, for set free, he's rejected. Psalms thirty five, nineteen, let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me, neither let them wink with with the eye that hate me without a cause. Verse twenty, for they speak not peace, but they devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. Hmm. In other words, to stir up animosity Okay. John 50. Look, listen, the Bible says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. I heard, I heard a great man who just left it, uh, probably one, one, one of the greatest preachers that ever lived, which is Billy Graham. He said, when I stand before God, I'm not going to ask for justice and we ask for mercy and that's all of us if we got justice man we'd, we'd be cooked no pun intended but we have received grace unmerited favor and the grace of God right now you don't have to be in a lifestyle that goes against the word of God and against the grain of the word of God and because God cannot bear up under sin, or he can bear up anything, but because he hates sin, he's going to judge it. He says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So you either receive Christ and let, and, and let your sins be judged at the cross or bear the penalty of it yourself by receiving the wrath of God. John fifteen twenty six. When the Comforters come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of Truth, which proceeded from the Father, He shall testify of Me. This is the Holy Ghost. This is the Holy Ghost. Once again, we're talking about the coming of the Spirit. Which in chapter sixteen, we'll talk about that a lot. Matthew three eleven. I did baptize with water unto repentance, but He that cometh after Me is mightier than I whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Romans eight eleven. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. How about the infilling of the Holy Ghost? Verse 27, And he also shall bear witness because he have been with me from the beginning Or testify of him. He told Thomas, he said, he said, You can touch and feel my hands and see my nails scarred and feel the nails scarred, but it's going to be harder for those that haven't seen me. But yet, today, through faith, we believe what he did. Well, faith, what? It's the of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We believe God. And because we believe God, we're justified. We're justified in and only through Jesus Christ. They said, you shall be preachers and teachers, and you'll go out and tell of me speak of me, or be witnesses of me. Ephesians 2.20. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. What is? The church. Jesus Christ himself being the chief, chief cornerstone. Cornerstones in our modern-day society, and I've, of course, for years, you know, sometimes that stone, that first stone is set is is. Has a plaque or a name or something etched in it. Okay, which means being the foundation, this is where it starts. Well, Jesus Christ's name is on our cornerstone, on the church's cornerstone, because he is the cheap cornerstone. He purchased the church, the Bible says, with his own blood. Acts 1 8. But you shall receive power as the Holy Ghost has come upon you. you shall be, be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. So he's preparing them now for the baptism. He's preparing that after his ascension with the witness go and wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. Dunamis. Power Of the Holy Ghost, which gives us power to witness and speak of Him and tell the good news. We can't do this by ourselves. We're not capable of it. We don't have the intellect or the spiritual savvy per se. Things have to be done through the Holy Ghost. So God loves. God came that men might not be destroyed. Jesus came that men might not be destroyed by sin. And the Bible specifically says that the wages of sin is what? Death. Death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 6.23. In that same chapter, he says, sin shall not have dominion over you. For this reason was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So Jesus laid it out, and what what, what he said almost what two thousand years ago certainly more prevalent than they've ever been. The hatred of the world towards him and his church and his believers. But you cannot be reconciled to the Father except it be through him one mediator between God and man, and it's the man Christ Jesus. And the bottom line is today, do you know him? Whatever you're struggling with today, he can deliver you. Yes, he can. He can save your soul. He can heal your body. He can touch your mind. He can change your lifestyle. He can get rid of that addiction. He can do anything today. If you call upon his name, confess him with your mouth, believe in your heart, for with the what? Mouth man confessing with the heart man believes. Call upon the name of the Lord. Make a conscious decision to turn and repent and go in a different direction. You'll do this by his power, not yours. You can't do it. You can't break your own chains. He's the chain breaker. Yes, he is. He's the chain breaker. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Every, every abnormality and every sin of man was addressed at the cross. Every one of them. That's what we call it, the finished work. Now, there's been a lot come since then. Jesus Christ didn't do that. He, listen, it's foolishness. That's foolishness. That's a lie from hell. He came and he did what God sent him to do. And now the Bible says, he sits by the right hand of the Father, and makes intercession for me and you. Church, we've got to preach Jesus and we've got to preach him crucified. We don't do all th- everything right, I'm sure, but he says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. That's the drawing. It's not putting new curtains up or making the church look different or making it look like a nightclub. The things that the Bible says. You know, in foreign countries, they, they, they don't have big, big, big fancy churches like we do in America. But yet they come and listen to the gospel. There you go. They don't have they don't have the comfort, air conditioning, something. Don't have heat. I mean, whatever it might be. But the Bible says, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. There has to be a hunger. Are you hungry for the things of God? Do you have zeal today for the things of God? To will up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Listen, he says, I will have a church without spot and wrinkle. On the last day, I shall pour out the form and the latter ready together. And the last day, I shall pour out my spirit upon all flesh. We're in those days. So we're expecting great things from the church that's been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. He lays out in the Bible, listen to me, that there's a true church and there's an apostate church. doesn't say it in between. you the either for him or you're against him. That's what this chapter lays out. Like I said, you can build all the buildings you want to, put up stained glass windows, make it look pretty, but if Jesus Christ is not the center, or he's not preached, then you're not the church. Just plain and simple as that. Receive Jesus Christ today. Confess with him. I believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead. You know, the Bible says about the stone made without hands, which is Jesus Christ. The Word of God says that you have an opportunity right now to fall on that stone. To fall on it. In other words, put yourself at its mercy. Of course, the stone is Jesus. He's the, he's the bedrock. And when you fall on that stone, he'll change your life. But if you reject that stone now, the Bible declares that stone later, through your rejection, will fall on you. You don't want that. And spiritually and mentally and physically, you'll be pulverized. You want to receive Jesus Christ. Fall on him today. Call on his name today. My Lord, help us today, Lord. He's still the author and the finisher of our faith. All power has been given unto him. The Bible says, he that made the world came into the world, and the world received him not. But there's coming a day when he will reveal from heaven, the Bible says it. And men and men will gnaw their tongues in the book of what, Revelation and curse God and still not repent. What's going on there? They've rejected him, pushed him away to the point that there's no hope. For my spirit will not always strive with a man. Do you know Jesus today? Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word and what you've done. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would save souls today, that you would heal, that you deliver, that you set free in every condition and every life. You know, the struggles, you see the tears, Lord, you see the private battles, the people are fighting, Lord. Lord, they don't have answers. They They just don't have answers. But, Lord, you are the answer today. And we believe that. We believe there's nothing impossible with you. And we pray through this word, Father, your word, what you sent. You said it will not come back Boy, We'll do that Which what you sent it today. We ask you to change lives. We ask you, Lord, to save souls and deliver in the name of Jesus. We ask you to heal those sickness and diseases which they've been given a bad report. Lord, heal cancer and heart disease and sugar diabetes, whatever it might be, what, what, whatever uh, they're plagued with today. Lord, we ask you to. You said you're touched with our infirmities. You, by your stripes, were healed. You were chastised for our peace of mind, bruised for our iniquities. You took care of an altar cross. We ask you today in Jesus' name that when men and women begin to call on you, that's going to open the door that you're going to move in their lives. Only you can change. Only you can change people. Only you can change. We can't change ourselves, Lord. We can do all the self-help stuff we want to, but the initial change comes from 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 Lord the metamorphosis that takes place when you touch our lives. And we thank you for that today. We thank you for the people, Lord. You love, you love, you love, you love. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Bring deliverance, God. Bring deliverance to all of our lives. Help us in our battles and our Lord. And our praise God, our fightings and, and, and we'll forever stand on your word. This is the joy of the Lord is our strength, that you'll keep us, that nothing shall separate us from the love of God. We thank you for these things today. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We thank you today for God's word. Read the word, for my people perish for lack of knowledge. Rightly divide the word of truth. God's word will never contradict itself, it always fulfill itself. Trust in this this old book. When you read it, it'll read you. It'll help you. For he sent his word and healed them. Until next time, God bless. Shall not want. He maketh me to lie.